Florida State's off the rails. I love every minute of it. There was a Tennessee player that was getting carried out of a game, basketball game tonight, and the police like body slammed him and they said it was because he was yelling, fire Curry. There he And he got like smashed. What? What's going on in Knox Rocky Top? Burning, man, burning. Ready to get started? Yeah. Let's do it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats, and even the disgruntled Tennessee Volunteer Football oh, fans. Vol Nation. We are the role players. It is the week after Thanksgiving. I am Art Mosley, and we've got... I'm Daniel Allen. We are the role players, a podcast, a conversation on sports, specifically at this time of year, college football. Our opinions yeah, don't cool. matter. But you should listen to them anyway. Absolutely. And we got a lot of opinions tonight. Our opinions don't matter as much as the opinions of, say, Tennessee fans on Twitter, whose apparent, no. opinions apparently matter quite a bit they to run, the AD. Yeah, they run. So if you look at the org chart for the athletic department at Tennessee, it normally most of them would say, you know, you would have the college president or provost would be at the top and then there'd be a line and he'd have, he or she would have some direct reports. And one of those would be the athletic director. I'm, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Well, Tennessee doesn't work like that. There's uh-uh. a dotted line to the <laughs> to Twitter to tw- no. There's a direct line to Twitter and a dotted line to the president or chancellor uh, or provost. Yeah. So, so the, the president Twitter uh, doesn't fire the AD and doesn't tell the AD what to do. The fans at Tennessee tell the AD what fans. Do. Yeah, they have the power at Tennessee, which is an interesting org structure. I, I mean, that I, is different and I've uh, seen, sort of progressive. I've seen a dotted line kind of, uh, you know, awkward kind of matrix there in a, in corporations, but not in not like this. This is a very interesting topic here. <sighs> We've just, we were just talking about how the the Tennessee. Search for the Tennessee head football coach is my favorite coaching search I've ever seen and witnessed. And it's probably the most spectacular failure and just disaster and train wreck and dumpster fire and all the cliches you can think of. It's, you know, you know, um, I was told that the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus went out of business, but they just relocated is what you happened. Can, you it's, couldn't script it like this. <laughs> I mean, I mean... I've read no less than five different coaches. I've read the because you know every like every message board has its insiders, the guys yes. that are the insiders, yes. right? That everybody looks to, and they'll they'll come on and give some vague little tidbit. Everybody will say yes, yes. Um, that, that's why you know the airplane came in. It's got to be John Gruden. Yeah, it's John Gruden. Well, they there were several that one hundred percent Gruden signed it at, at the Cherokee Country Club. And he's a new member and blah, blah, blah. So that, he was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the next guy that was guaranteed? Mullen was the next one that was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So that didn't happen. Um, there was one other name before the Shiano business went down. I forgot, but it was guaranteed 100%. Uh, Mullen was actually guaranteed 115%, which is, is stronger it, than 100%. <laughs> but is there any way possible to be over 100%? Like... Oh, you only have a hundred percent to give, and if you weren't given a hundred percent, if you were given one hundred fifteen percent, then well, one hundred percent wasn't your max. So when people say give one hundred fifteen percent, that's like humanly impossible, right? You have to max it out is. somewhere. But we're talking about Rocky Top here. They can do whatever they want. Yes, they can. So <laughs> yes, they can. Greg Schiano was dismissed. No, he's not even a. He's not even a candidate. Dismissed. No, no. Okay, right? <laughs> yeah, he was so, dismissed. <laughs> and then his name, oh, actually, it is Greg Luciano. He's going to be introduced tonight. So the riots and protests occur, of course, by riots. It was like 100 students, but we'll call it a riot and a protest. The Twitter mob was unleashed. They withdrew that. And wait, then. Wait, wait, you're telling me that um, we're. Hello, my name is uh, Tennessee AD Art Mosley. Uh, I'd like to to formalize that we will be signing a deal with our new head coach that's going to lead Vol Nation back to prom- pro- prominence, uh, Greg Schiano, uh, uh, defense coordinator at Ohio State, uh, former Rutgers coach, you know, former Tampa Bay former head coach. Former Tampa Bay head coach. We're really excited about Coach Schiano. 
And then my phone starts buzzing, and it's Twitter saying... Yeah, your notifications are blowing up. Saying you can't do that. And then I just have to retract A lot it. of people adding you at that point, probably. Yes, yeah, so so they it, it, it was all about football. But then one of them came up with the idea of, well, wait, his name was mentioned in the Sandusky, you know, by Mike McQuarrie, that, all that oh. all stuff, which nothing ever happened. Right. But they used that to give themselves this sort of faux moral leg to stand on. So that crashes and burns. So who's next? I can, I'm trying to remember. Now, throughout all this, Gruden's still at 70%, okay? 70% so, chance okay. of happening. All right. So let's just remember, while this is going on, Gruden's still lurking, and he's still a possibility. And then, of course, last night, Gundy. Gundy was 100%, right? The, the mullet. Yeah, Gundy was, they had a plane. He, was, he, had, he just had to wait and tell his team. He had called a team meeting at 8.30 to tell his team he was leaving. He okay? Was, he was on the, on the plane yeah. to Except Knoxville. he wasn't. What? Except he well, wasn't. Why would, why would somebody? So, why would? Fast forward about 12 hours. It's Jeff Brom at Purdue. Yes. And they were meeting with him, and he is coming down. He was already in Kentucky, and he was coming down. Yeah, but he was on a recruiting trip. Now. Correct. Correct. Which <laughs> He hadn't even met with the AD, but the, he was 100% coming. He will be the 24th head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers. So that was the deal there. So no Brom. Now we're left looking at Dave Doran. Hmm. That is the latest. If not Dave Dort, it could be a lot of them want to bring T. Martin home, yeah, the guy who's been an offensive coordinator for a year and a half, right? Right. And is basically a co-offensive coordinator at USC, and USC fans aren't all that happy with him. But Peyton Manning doesn't like him, and Peyton Manning's very involved in this. Yeah, why does, so T's not going to come home because wait, Peyton's what, holding is, a grudge. Why is Peyton so salty with T. Martin? Don't know. Hmm, did he win his national title? Is that why? <laughs> Sorry, Peyton. He stole his shine, yes. Yeah, so Sorry. Hey, T. Martin did beat the Florida Gators, one thing that Peyton Manning could never do. So that's the holdup. So there's always the alternative of bringing back Phil Fulmer, who's helping out with the search. He may just step in and bring in T. Martin as his OC. That's another theory that's been floated out. Of course, Lane Kiffin, they are considering mending the fences with him. Of course, he's trolling them completely on Twitter. This That might be the best part of this entire meltdown is Lane Kiffin's incessant tweets. Just baiting. Just go. If, if, if none of you are following Lane, follow him on Twitter right after you follow us. And follow Lane, and it's just a constant, constant stream of gold. Hey, Trolling I, Alabama, Nick Saban, Tennessee. Any, anything is. Can you tell our listeners where they can follow us? So at the Role Players One, the number one, not spelled out one. So at the Role Players One. Absolutely. So, and and we retweet some of Lane, so you could get both in one spot. Right. But yeah, follow, geez, now, Lane is a there is incredible. there is one candidate you forgot to mention in the whole search. Uh, dog showed up on the report. <laughs> And I think we have a. We're talking about following us on Twitter. You got to go check this out. It was a breaking news yeah. story. We broke the story, right? Well, live from when it, when he actually the yes. phone call. Yes, we have from we, John Curry we at have Tennessee. A, we have a still photo of dog, dog, and it, no relation to Shelby the dog, but or dog the bounty hunter. No, no relation to those at all. But dog is on the phone. You know, dog prominent head coach and and and. Um, well, he's a prominent dog. I don't think he's head coach. He's coached anything, but he's still a good contender. I think Smokey was his reference. Okay, so Dog and Smokey uh, go way back, and they called up Dog, and you know the the conversation kind of went like this: Yes, this is Dog. Hey, Dog, this is Tennessee. No, I'm not interested in coaching your football team. Yeah. So we've we've captured that moment on Twitter, and go follow us and check it out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a good behind the scenes look at how these things go down. Yeah, absolutely. In meme format, <laughs> we put it in meme format for you. Well, we had to add a little comedic value. Oh, so beyond that, because there's a good chance we'll be talking about this next week, anyways. Right. Uh, or whoever it is they've tricked to into coming. I mean, seriously, there's there are. I'll say this: in the state of Georgia, there is a lot of coaching talent in the Pee Wee ranks that just hasn't had its chance yet. They would probably. Consider Tennessee. Give them a hard Possibly. look. Possibly, you know? yeah. Why not? Yeah. Maybe you get. Maybe it's an NFL coach you need to go after. Like speaking of, Herm Edwards is the new Arizona State coach. What is that all about? 
I I I thought it was a different Herm Edwards because it said Herman Edwards, and I was like, oh, that's funny. He's got the same name as Herm Edwards, <laughs> the crazy man that's on been on ESPN playing the crazy guy shtick for like five years. Yeah, you play to win the game. Right? Yes, that's a pretty good recruiting. He's tool, he I, he's he's fun. He I seems like I would love to have a drink with him, but he's maybe it's the role they had him playing. But he every time I've seen him on. In front of a camera, he's just ranting and rambling in some sort of half goofy. Like he just seemed like he's lost the marbles. When's the last time that Herm Edwards has coached in college? And it's kind of like the whole John Gruden. Now <laughs> I did. For he's like twenty years older or ten years older. I I did hmm. read where he was going to retain most of the staff at Arizona State. So why? Okay, if you're going to retain most of the staff from a team that wasn't winning enough to keep the head coach, what? So you think that staff was good enough, but it was just the head coach that was a problem. But does football really matter at Arizona State anyway? No. Okay, so, I mean, it's – but I, I agree with your point. But when's it's the last time odd. Arizona State's been relevant? In- I guess now people are talking about him because otherwise I don't think – I mean, for the longest time, I think most people thought that their coach was Todd Grantham, you know, <laughs> Every time you'd see his name, Todd Graham, you'd be like, wait, Grantham guy. <laughs> Which, by the way, he's going back to Florida with Dan Mullen. Uh, the it's school that he... Choke signs? Yeah, threw out the choke sign and said, you're going to effing choke. And then Chaz Henry hits a field goal and everybody laughed at Mullen. But now he's he's coming, coming to Gainesville. Oh, interesting. There's just, there's just so many to try to keep up with. And we well, haven't even started to talk about the rivalry games from this week. No. And you want to mention Jimbo real quick? Yeah, let's talk about Jimbo. Uh, all signs indicate that Jimbo Fisher is getting closer and closer to a deal with Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, we just watched a video about Jim, a fan questioning Jimbo's loyalty at one of his <laughs> gatherings, and the fan had to be escorted out, which was absolutely silly. Um, but you do have to question that. Uh, he just signed Jimbo Fisher to like what a thirty, was it twenty two, thirty two million dollar deal? I don't know the the Extension? the problem seems to be he's he doesn't think he's getting what he needs from the administration in terms of facilities and everything. Which is and what I read is that he had basically a sixty million dollar plan for an indoor facility and mm-hmm. a bunch of things, and they they said no. Well, I I think, and this is one of the things I had talked about with a Florida State alum who was a little bit perturbed because they had been giving Jimbo some things, but it was just going to take more than, you know, tomorrow to get a $60 million facility done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, know. I, hey, I think... He, he I think was bad-mouthing the SEC, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? They're, the, they're not as good a conference. And here's, a, here's my question. Okay, you're leaving the ACC um, to go join the SEC West who right now is the power side of the conference. I mean, save for Georgia this year, the power still resides in the West in terms yeah, of Yeah, for it. sure. So if you take that Texas A&M job, you know, is that a better job than being at Florida State where you have to play Alabama, Auburn, and LSU in the same year? So I and, think, yeah. And Texas A&M, they fired someone – what makes you think they're going to give you more than three years, Jimbo? I, to me, I would think that, that Jimbo's ego, he, he thinks he can beat those guys, that he can go into Texas. I mean, he won a title at Florida State and, and took over a, a program that wasn't in the best shape there at the end of Bobby's tenure. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he came from Saban. He probably thinks that, he, yeah, he can compete with them because – Auburn, they're having a good little hot run here with a couple wins at home. But I don't think anybody is long-term that Malzahn is, is scaring any coaches off. So it's basically Saban. And how long is Saban going to be there? And if you're Jimbo and you've done it at Florida State and then you're going to get an opportunity with more money and more facilities and a, and a recruiting base of Texas. I mean, Florida's good. Texas is right there with it. Um I mean, whatever. But the, but the biggest thing is if you don't think you have the support that you should and you don't get along with the people that are in charge, I guess. I don't know. It's strange to me. It's very strange to me, but I'm just trying to look from his point of view possibly. I mean, it's kind of like when a five-star five quarterback goes to a school with 
two or three on campus or Alabama gets five stars every time, they think they're going to beat the guy out. Right. You know, they think they're better. So uh, maybe that's it. Hmm. I don't know. All right. I don't yeah. know. Apparently, Oregon is – Willie Taggart is the – they're kind of scrambling backup options in case he goes to Florida State. So if Jimbo leaves, then Taggart might go to FSU and then – And where is Scott Frost in all of this? Oh, he's preparing for a conference title game. Yeah. But uh, and I mean, just he's his seat's already warmed up there, you know. They, they right? yeah, they've got a they got a big old comfy spot waiting for him. I'm sure. I mean, so he didn't have to care about right. That. Um, so interesting things going on, and then there's also Arkansas. Yeah, that that Bert said he was fired walking off the field, which is kind of low rent, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. He's a low rent guy, but that's pretty weak. Uh, I don't know if you'd believe him. They said, no, it was later once he got into him, but whatever. They're not taking long. There there are three sides to every story, right? They want Gus Malzahn, although Gus beating George and Alabama threw a wrench in their plans, I think. I mean, nobody saved their job more this season than Gus, have they? Yeah. He's probably aware of how many Auburn fans (coughs) earlier in the year were putting up coaching hot boards. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Anyhow, so that's kind of a small rundown. That doesn't cover every team, but a little bit of what's going on in Division One. I'm sorry, FBS football, which I don't know why they call it FBS anymore because they do have a quote-unquote tournament, which starts this weekend. Yeah, it does. The play-in games. So last week, um, rivalry rivalry. Week and one game that was not a rivalry that absolutely had me perturbed was Miami and Pittsburgh. And look, Miami looked like they left their offense in South Beach. Uh, the turnover chain came out twice. Malik Rozier couldn't uh, throw it in the ocean if he was standing on the beach. It was pretty, pretty ugly. Did he um, get sent to the bench? He did get benched for uh, Evan Sheriff's uh, quarterback out of. Jefferson High School in Jefferson, Georgia. I uh, believe he won a state title for the Jefferson Dragons a few years back. So Sheriff goes in for a series and incomplete, incomplete sack. Well then. Um, Good he was being able to provide a spark. <laughs> um, so, you know, I Pittsburgh guess... Pittsburgh spoiled... You remember 2007, they spoiled West Virginia yeah. when they had Shady McCoy. Yeah. And they, they went in there, and which they didn't have... I mean, Miami beats Clemson and everything's gravy, but like Georgia and Auburn, the safety net's kind of gone. Right, right. You got you, yeah, a lot of pressure. Which on. I don't, th- I mean, it, Miami had to beat Clemson to get in, if they what, zero right. wins or one right. loss, zero losses or one loss. So that doesn't really change anything. I mean, whatever. Every team up there has lost a game that, I mean, Clemson lost to Syracuse. Georgia and Bama's losses are better, but who, nobody's going to, think about that no now we're starting to sound like georgia tech talking about how good our losses were i said better <laughs> i mean they're arguing but uh, yeah we're talking about schools with one and two losses oh. not six losses oh. does that make them bowl eligible oh it's six wins that makes you bowl eligible not oh. six losses you think they'll get their petition negative they shouldn't they should not 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 not, not. so uh we we talked so about Miami, yeah. I didn't even see that, and then I saw the the score, and I was just like, "Wait a second, what?" Yeah, um, but it happens. It does happen. We go uh, Stanford beating Notre Dame. Yeah, you called that. I did. I hate Notre Dame, so any chance I get to root against them, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, which is all the time. And Stanford takes care of Notre Dame, eliminates them from any. Um, sneaking in, yeah, none of that, none of that foolishness. You know who's not eliminated from sneaking yeah. in? Yeah, Ohio State. Big. Have you heard the talk this week? Uh, I've heard the periphery. I've been on the periphery of the talk. I was um, talking heads debating Bama or Ohio State. Which one would get in if if if, if Ohio, Ohio State, State beats wins Wisconsin? Big, right. But they get in over Bama, and a lot of people think if they beat Wisconsin and one of those teams trips up, Ohio State's taking that spot. Hmm. So do we want to talk about that a little bit? Like, So the ACC champion and the SEC champion are in. Yeah. Oklahoma's in, winning their in. 
But if Oklahoma Correct. loses, Wisconsin win and they're in. And Wisconsin loses, then we have some issues. Interesting situations for yes. that committee. Hmm, I don't even can't even begin to think what what they should do. Because in theory, if you're trying to get the four best <coughs> teams, then I would say you Alabama should be in. Mm-hmm. And I would say I don't even have a clue. <laughs> I would still have the two lost teams. I would put Oklahoma in. Well, didn't Oklahoma? Beat Ohio State at Ohio State. As a matter of fact, Beats I think an understatement. I think Baker Mayfield owns Buckeye State. Yeah, they throttled them, and it's not like you can say, "Well, Ohio State's an improved team since then." No, they got crushed by Iowa. Yeah, so they have no business being there. But money and and markets play a big role. So we'll see. I don't think. The committee wants to leave the Big Ten out, if at all possible. Wisconsin can make it very easy for them. I would prefer Wisconsin to get in if Georgia's in. I think every team that's in the playoff would prefer Wisconsin to get Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah? So, we'll see. That's going to be fun, fun, fun when these games happen, when Sunday rolls around and we've got... Because nobody ever gets it right. Never. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, would it shock you if... I mean... And they're, you know, at number 14 is poor Central Florida, undefeated. I know. They're going to take their first L this weekend in their conference title game. Are they? Who they got? I think it's Memphis. Mm. Mike Norville. His name's come up a lot. He probably turned down Tennessee, too. I don't doubt that. Um, <clears throat> so, there you have it. Uh, our Our semi-prognosis on the... We really we just don't know because there's a lot to be decided yeah. in this week. And this is a this is pretty exciting, right? I mean it makes this for this is, week it's I think we mentioned it before or, or last week. It's not like you have conference title games that don't mean anything. Everyone right. has some weight on this. Historically they don't mean a whole lot mm-hmm. and they're not great, but I mean all of them are good this week. And really? all the major ones? Yep. And they all have implications. Yes. Whew. How about Auburn? Auburn's on a roll right now. They, they've got to be the hottest team in the country. Now, Georgia and, and Alabama both kind of made some of the dumbest mistakes, you know, kind of did not help their causes, mm-hmm. but Auburn created that, I'm sure. They had a lot to do the with The question that. is, on the road, what are they like? Because that's a that's crazy, what? crazy atmosphere, and they've they've had their two big wins there, and their two losses have come on the road, and they haven't looked great on the road, so... What? Yeah, I don't know. And Carryon Johnson, uh, whatever's wrong with him? I mean, that was weird. He just fell down. Like I quit. Like, he kind of yeah. held his hand up, and he was like, "Don't touch me." He just dropped the ball and sit. Which how was that not a fumble? By the way, he just dropped the ball. I think his knee hit before the ball came out. It's not like it really would have mattered all that much. Well, but and it, actually, the referees cheated Alabama out of that fumble call because that's why they're the petitions still going around. Their their purpose in life is to. Cheat Alabama. Cheat Alabama, yeah. So if Carrion's not playing, it's that's a, obviously a big a blow and helps out those uh, those Bulldogs. But at the same time, if Carrion isn't playing, then is Georgia going to say, oh, yeah, well, this is going to be a lot easier, and then Cam Martin comes in and, <coughs> you know, just whatever. I don't... I, if, if I'm Georgia, I'm... I'm probably less worried about who's playing running back and more worried about who's blocking uh, Auburn's front four. Yes. And vice versa, and who's getting pressure on Stidham. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. How are you going to get – I mean, I, I watched some of the first half again. I couldn't stomach any more. So but the offensive line, what didn't play as poorly as I thought in the first half. In the second half, they just got <laughs> – but in the first half, like the first drive, they marched right down and scored, and then they kind of held their own. There were just some mistakes, but um, so I don't feel as bad. But I still don't see how. I mean, I just don't know. If I had to put money, I'm I'm putting money on Auburn, but I don't have a clue how it's going to shake. I'm with you because three weeks. Are they? Are you going to learn to to block those guys, Derek Brown and Holland and all them? And I don't know. I mean, I think, if anything, even if Johnson, and I think Auburn's a better team with Johnson. Oh, for uh, sure. I mean, he's probably the best running back in the conference. 
but um, you still got to tackle and cover receivers. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they just shot him up and he tried to play, but, I mean, there's been some. So there were reporters right after the game that said it was a broken collarbone. Well, mm-hmm. it's not a broken collarbone. It's a pinched nerve. Well, actually, it might be a fractured collarbone. Well, actually, it could be his rib, and they're just not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of like, trying to keep his guessing. Now, Kirby said, yeah, we fully expect Carrion's going to play. Carrion's teammates said, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll play. And Gus is like, yeah, he's really tough. You know, he's a tough guy. And I don't know if he's <laughs> – Auburn, they don't care. I mean, they've been running this guy into the dirt all year. Yeah. Uh, one of his teammates was quoting and saying, he's just going to have to suck it up. <laughs> it's <laughs> – Hey, buddy, let me crack your <laughs> collarbone or whatever. You suck it up and get on there. That's easy to say. Isn't it easier said than done? Um, but <laughs> enough t- about the Iron Bowl. There's an, there's one rivalry game I do really want to touch on, and it's not Ohio State-Michigan because I think – The game? Whatever. Uh, how the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets needed one win. They had one job to get one and win. how many games did they have to get it? Two? They had ele- well, 11 total. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I meant but, when they were at five. Okay. And they had to win one of their last two? So, yeah, two of the last three, right? Two of the last three. And you beat Virginia Tech and you get that done. And then you go up to uh, Durham. Durham? Yeah. Oh, Duke? Yeah, yeah Durham. And uh, play even with Duke and then get blown out in the second half and lose to Duke. Meaning your season basically rides on a game with your arch rival. And then Big Brother comes to town. <laughs> Is that what they call him? And, <laughs> I mean, that's to, kind of to demeaning to brothers because that relationship is not a brotherly relationship. But, a strange, um, the, the, the strange Big Brother comes the into big, town. The big, the bully comes into town. Right. That you happen to get a few shots on in the last few years, I'll give you that. Actually, but Actually, you made a mockery of theirs to, you know, take tearing off branches out of the hedges and putting them in your mouth. And yeah, and jumping on the G and... Acting like you had never been there before. Correct, and then Georgia just wipes the floor with you this week, and um, y'all are all on the lookout to protect your 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 logo and blah blah blah. And no, we're just gonna Nothing. go to our locker room and. It's kind of like Kirby Jake, says that's not what we do. <laughs> you know, it's it's the it's the professional version of James Franklin when Penn State wallop Pitt this year, last year. You know, Pitt beat Penn State, and they celebrated and hooped and hollered and danced on the logo, and James Franklin was like. Uh, we don't do that. Beating Pitt to us is like beating Akron. Mm-hmm. And I was like, gauntlet thrown. That, that's what you do when you when you win. Just act like you've been there sometimes. It's, I mean, it's, it's a just... no-win scenario for, for Georgia because a win over Tech, it's like, who, who cares? You know, they were supposed to beat Tech. If they beat you, it's just embarrassing because they shouldn't beat you. But I'm, I'm not, like, dancing in the streets when we yeah, you expect to beat them. And you beat them, and you're like... Yeah, okay, that was... Yeah. It did get some cool shots of their fans trying to dance, as I said. Georgia hasn't lost in in Bobby Dodd Stadium in, what, 18 years, something like that? I mean, it's been since the 90s, so um, I really do own that stadium. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't particularly care to own it, because it's... But you don't like you know, anyways. Own, a, own a piece of the North Avenue trade school? <laughs> Nah, I don't want any. One of my, I, I will say, I, I know you you hate it. One of my favorite settings, a major university institution in a metropolitan area, you know, right downtown. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think that's a pretty cool to see kind of some of the high rises in the background. Um, it was cool seeing Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the background. Mm-hmm. What I don't, I think from from what I've heard from some of their students, what isn't as cool is the muggings and everything. But other than that, it, it is a cool setting. <laughs> that hurts. It's like every week on the, the radio, there's like a Georgia Tech student was attacked. And then you have, sometimes you have your students attacking your professors with swords. So it's just like, <laughs> what the, just, which is the most tech way to, to attack anyone is with like a, a samurai probably sword, right? some mythical Highlander sword or something, you know, like it's, or, or D and D sword, but um. Oh my goodness! I don't know. So it's, the bugs are they? So they're going to petition for that bowl. Is that 
Will we understand? I don't know. I don't really right. follow what happens in their world. One thing that was cool, which Roquan, it's it's like having War Machine on the field with you, is what I said, or for you. So Roquan, so we're lining up against the triple option, and we've got you know the four linemen, and then instead of typically they have the linebackers here, so we had it. Natrez Patrick was right here. Roquan was right below. It was like an I formation defensively, okay. which I'd never seen. So then they're taking up the blocks, and Roquan can basically just free flow uh, back and forth. And he just, I mean, for silent to silent, he was just destroying people. Everybody. But I'd never seen that where it was like, literally it was like an I formation. It was, it was pretty cool. A nice twist to see in there. Hopefully we have some sort of twist like that for Auburn. Well, or maybe we won't need one. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Uh from, so, anyways, I'm not going to crow, and that's all I have to say about okay. that game. That's it, we did what we were supposed to do. That's it. You took yeah. care of your business. Yeah. Um, is there anything we missed from last week? <sighs> oh yes, I'm sorry. Florida, Florida State. Oh, that. So they actually played that game. They did play it. It was a noon kick, and I actually watched a lot <laughs> of that game just and, to enjoy. <laughs> well, it 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 was kind of hard to enjoy because. Florida's so bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, so bad. Like, and I was talking to my brother-in-law, who's a Gator grad. I think we talked about that before. And he was like, um, what's their quarterback's name? I can't even remember now. Zaire and Franks. Franks. It was definitely yeah. Franks. He said, Franks is like, it's like he's got a million-dollar arm and a two-cent head or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the passes he was throwing, the pick sixes, it was like, did you really think you were going to squeeze that ball in there? I mean, his best bet. He's probably like, why not? <laughs> why <laughs> what are they going to do, put Malik in? What, yeah. What do I have to lose? Why not? Um, but, you know, it, what's interesting is um, old Dan Mullen gets the job, and they have a, a highly ranked quarterback out of California. Matt Corral is committed to them and staying committing and was excited about Mullen. So Mullen... Mullen hasn't even talked to Matt Corral yet. Mm-hmm. And he did visit Justin Fields last night in mm-hmm. home. So, hey, that's – if I'm Matt Corral and I'm committed to you and there's another quarterback committed to another school and your coach takes over and he goes and visits this other quarterback and he hasn't even spoken to me yet, but they're going to send an assistant out to see him next week. That's mm-hmm. disrespectful, man. And, I mean, Matt he's Carras not necessarily like a Mullen quarterback, which is a, a, basically run a bunch and then get your ankle ripped in 180 degrees and destroyed. But um, Sorry, Nick Fitzgerald. But he's a heck of a quarterback. I just thought that was interesting. Um, you know, with Chip Kelly not being at UCLA, you wonder if some of these West Coast kids, uh, Corral, and also maybe Jacob Eason. Hmm. May look to transfer, and I don't know what the storyline is. But Eason can't run, you know? That's true. And Kelly loves having, and he's got a great one coming in out of uh, Nevada. So he's he's probably, but you're right. I'm sure a lot of those, because there are a lot of quarterbacks that come from that state in the, in the NFL and mm-hmm. do well. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. We shall. You want to get into this week? Yeah. All right. Conference championship games, and we're strictly college, as we have been the last four or five weeks. Yeah. Uh, no yawning on the show. No yawning on the show. Sorry. It's contagious. <laughs> we'll start uh, We'll start out west, or as far west. We're not going to talk about the Pac-12 title game, which is going to be played on Friday night. Mm. We're going to go with TCU and Oklahoma. Oklahoma opens up a seven-and-a-half point favorite. Mm-hmm. Neutral site game in Stillwater was won by 18 points, 38-20 to 20 by Oklahoma on 11-11. That was Veterans Day. Uh, I don't see how this game is within 7.5 points. Hmm. And I'm not even going to break that down. I just know that Baker Mayfield plays for Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and he's willing to grab his junk and tell somebody to F off. I think he wins. He intimidates Gary Patterson and game over. Hmm. Oklahoma, 28. Hey. TCU, 17. Hey. 
Did you expect a defensive struggle last time, or was that one where we were saying 48 to 45? Uh, I, I, don't think, I think I went low on that one, and you kind of went high. Yeah. I'm, man, I I, think I'd like I, to pick TCU, but I'm, I, I've obviously put a lot of thought into this ahead of time. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm trying to decide whether whether to well, go. I it, yeah, seven and a half. No, I will go against my initial gut reaction and say they will not cover seven and a half points, but they will win thirty-eight to thirty-one by seven points, and TCU will cover and just kind of mix things up a bit. I have some faith in TCU to play it a little bit closer than last time. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Hey, why not? Okay, what do you have to lose? Nobody's winning our $50 anyway. I know, that's locked up, so we could just try to pick them all wrong if we wanted. We could. We should do that one week. Just try to go wrong. Get as many L's as you can. There we go. Well, let's move to the Midwest. Ohio State taking on Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Wisconsin has not beaten, I think they haven't beaten a ranked team or a bowl eligible team on the road or something to that magnitude. Um They've got Jonathan Taylor at running back who's rushed for over 1,800 yards on the season. True um, freshman. They're averaging 243 yards per game on the ground, and they have a quarterback whose last name is Hornybrook. Hornybrook. <laughs> I wonder how that works out for him. Alex Hornybrook oh, just passed for 2,157 yards, 21 touchdowns, but the interesting stat, he's thrown 13 picks. He'll be facing the best defensive line Greg Schiano's seen ever. 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 Better than Tampa Bay. In the history of the world. Ever. <laughs> that includes the dinosaurs. And the monsters. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma's, I'm sorry, Ohio State. I can't, Every time I see OSU, I think the mullet. Hmm. Uh, Ohio State is a six-point favorite against Wisconsin. Oh, um, no just, respect for the Badgers. And and last week, we, we forgot to mention urban snippiness about JT Barrett's injury on the sideline. That apparently happened before the game, but he went down in the third quarter. So I'm trying to figure out at what point that cameraman that pulled a Nancy Kerrigan and was an assassin. Yes, Tanya Harding and stabbed you know Nancy Kerrigan. Or what? What is that? And there's going to be a full investigation. A full investigation into this. Urban, go sit down. Assassination attempt. Oh my! Oh, what a joke. So anyway, uh, JT Barrett, uh, is he going to play this week? I don't know. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's Wisconsin. They haven't played anybody. Where are you going with this? uh, I'm going to tell you what. This game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. And Wisconsin is going to beat Ohio State. All right. And they're going to beat them 27 to 24. Man, I was hoping that you were going to pick Ohio State. So I could swoop in with the Wisconsin win. Because I'm with you. I, I'll i jump on board with the Badgers because nobody they're getting no respect. Granted, they haven't played anybody. But they also haven't lost to Iowa by 30 points or 20 points or whatever that was. Right. I'll go with Iowa, too, just to pound the Buckeyes. Um, make just enough plays and not make too many, you know, Bad, bad mistakes like pick sixes, etc. Um, the guy with the cool name, Hornybrook. Yeah, Hornybrook. Um, he will manage the game, and they will get out of there with a twenty-four to twenty victory. Mm. Interesting. We're both taking the dog. The badges. Let's move on. It might be because neither one of us likes Ohio State. No, we don't. I mean, I picked them to win the national title, so it doesn't affect the picks, but that can't hurt. Let's go Badgers. Let's go uh, Miami-Clemson, ACC, a conference that Jimbo Fisher said was the best conference in the nation, uh, a conference that he's trying to flee at this point. Um, Maybe he's trying to – we haven't looked at this angle. Maybe he's trying to get out because he knows how good it is. Possibly. And he wants to give himself an easier chance. There you go, because the SEC is much easier than the ACC. Yeah, it's not up to par. It's not up to... I mean, because why why challenge yourself playing 
Wake Forest when you can go play LSU. Correct. Okay. I just want to make it's sure just, I got that right. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. If you think about it. Miami, a nine and a half point dog to Clemson. Nine and a half? Nine and a half points. I think points mm-hmm. will be at a premium here. I think my I think we will see we will have two turnover chain sightings for Miami. Mm. The problem is Malik Rozier better find his his passing game and Miami's rushing game has been was absolutely awful against Pitt. And you've got a Clemson team that is absolutely nasty with their front four. Yeah. I think that's going to be a big issue the lack of running game for Miami. Uh also the loss of Chris Herndon tight end season ending knee surgery. So uh, did Amon Richards get hurt? He's been hurt all year. Was he carted uh, off the field? That uh, I don't believe he was. I saw it on Twitter. I don't know if it was real. It might have been the tight end. That, I think it was I Herndon know. was, but I don't know if Richards was. Gotcha. Um, the one thing uh, you know, Miami quarterback Malik Rozier is streaky. Saw Kim Jong again. Kim Jong Un and did Tennessee he pull over? Did t- Kim Jong Un? Did he accept that? Job at Tennessee? Is that no? He turned it down. Oh, okay. But for some reason, he was wearing a Tennessee pullover. Oh my! (laughs) Did Lane send that to him as a special gift? I think so. So um, I like I like Clemson's defense to really dominate. Um, Mm -hmm. I am going to go. We're talking about practice. Practice, not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. So Amon Richards also out for the season. Um, and I'm hurting practice. And I will tell you, he, it, well, he's been in and out. Miami does have a couple of receivers. I don't think Rosie's going to have enough time to find him. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Clemson will get it going with the ground game. I don't think they have to be. Kelly Bryant has to be spectacular. Just has to manage the game. Yeah. Uh, Clemson's defense will do the rest. I like. Clemson, 30. Miami, 21. Clemson does not cover. I like it. Wait. They're it's nine, nine and a half. half. Yeah. Okay. I'm basically everything you said. I don't see Miami scoring enough points on Clemson. And Clemson scoring just enough. And little Renfro getting uh, a score here or there. I'll say Clemson scores 21 points. Miami scores... 14. Probably should be 13, but we'll go 14. It's not going to matter. And then, last but not least, the rematch. Kirby Kirby Smart is undefeated in his rematch games. This is correct. He will undersell that and saying, look, it's not about rematch or revenge. It's about making tackles and making blocks. In public, he says that. And, you know, he's probably got it. He is a fiery fella, and he doesn't forget things like that. Kind of like me not forgetting when that freshman told me my freshman team wasn't very good after we just kicked their ass by 20 points. Yeah, and when y'all play them again, even though you won, you're going to remember that, he said. Don't think I won't remember exactly. that. Exactly. Now, if a newspaper, the Sequoia Tribune, came up and said, Art, you know, we heard you would just say polite things, and you would say, I'm hey, focused on my team getting better. Hey, Allatoon is a well-coached team. Yeah. You know, they're very athletic. Yeah. We're going to have to play hard and scrap to win. There you go. But behind closed door, you'd be like, boys, he just said you won by 30. He said you weren't any good. And, yeah, exactly. But that's that's great. But are you going to be able to block them? You're going to be able to block them. That's the key. Or come out with it. The first game, it seemed like Georgia came out with a, run, a game plan to run. Mm-hmm. And when that didn't work, which I think they thought, they didn't think we'd run for 250 yards, but I think they thought we would be able to run better on them. And when it didn't work, it was like, you have a backup plan? They're just kind of... Okay, and then there were basically three plays. So Jake Fromm kind of overthrew Riley Ridley on a play. He was wide open. Ridley kind of stumbled and couldn't make the catch. That would have been seven points. Okay, mm-hmm. then they're punting on fourth down. We hold them. DeAndre Walker gets it called for a leaping penalty, right. gives him a first down. They go and score seven. <coughs> in the third quarter, we stop them. They punt. We fumble the punt right inside the red zone. They score. So that's that's a big shift in basically 21 points. I think they still would have won that game, but I think it would have been closer. The question now for me is how much 
how much of a difference is it going to be playing in a neutral environment and Auburn team that's been two very emotional games in their last three. Like, hi, you know, that's a lot to get up to play Georgia mm-hmm. than to get up to play Alabama in the Iron Bowl and come right back around and you're banged up. And Georgia didn't even play their starters in the fourth quarter, essentially, against Georgia Tech. This just pretty much cruised. And um, so that's, I would say, mentally, that, that sort of those dynamics favor Georgia more in this game completely. But, I mean, you still got to block them. You yeah. still got to block that defensive line, and you still got to get, you know, get um, defense, get pressure on Stidham, and keep them from running all over you. So, how's that going to work? It's going to work like this: Nick Chubb to the left, Nick Chubb to the right, Nick Chubb up the middle. Is he crossing the line of scrimmage on any of these plays? That's my question. It's, it's because he didn't all that much after the first drive. Well, look, we know that George is not going to make the same mental mistakes twice. Yeah. Um, I, I always this, think so. This, this game is going to uh, come down to a field goal and Blankenship with, goggles? The, with the goggles. It's going to kick the game-winning field goal 23-20. to 20, Wow. Georgia Bulldogs. To the playoffs? To the playoffs. Wow. Mark my words. How many in, in that scenario? Sprayberry's finest. How many... How many passing yards do you, are you given from in that? How many do you think you throw for? 187. There you go. That's a little bit more than his average. I, um, man, I hope that happens. I hope that happens. I'm just can't. I really, I, I told you before we played them, I didn't have a clue what to expect. Mm-hmm. This one, I still don't really know what to expect. I'd have to see it to believe it, to see us respond from something like that and come out and physically push them around on the offensive line and then on defense. I think the defense is capable of flying around and making plays. And I think everything that could have gone wrong went wrong when we played them last. But still, uh, I just it to, to me, until I see it, I won't believe it. I'll give Auburn 24 points. Georgia has 20. Mm. Four-point win for the Tigers. So there we have it. Hopefully the first time – no, I was wrong when they played the first time. That was my first Georgia loss picking it. Mm. Um, Hopefully I have my second loss this this week. Well, I'm picking against my SEC champ pick. That's true. That's true. I'll tell you one thing. Barrett Sally, who is – I think he's with CBS now. Mm The preseason, he predicted in the SEC, Georgia versus Auburn in the title game, and Georgia go to the playoff. And most people are like, what are you talking? That is insane. Auburn's not going to beat Alabama. Georgia's not going to beat the West champ. Now, they haven't done that. But, man, even to get Georgia-Bama, that's, that was, whew, if, that can, if that's right, that'll be the, the, the best prediction be, I've ever seen preseason. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because especially since I thought Florida would be here playing in a meaningless game against Auburn. Oh, yeah, you had <laughs> Man, which was a safe call, I guess. But would you, if I had told you, if I had shown you, I did show you a video of their receivers dropping balls. <laughs> now, if I had said, they're actually going to be worse than this, Art, and showed you a video of them <laughs> and FSU, and remember FSU was what, number two? Right. If I had shown you their game and said, all right, this is 2017, this is how their game's going to be, what would you... False. Fake <laughs> yeah. news. I would have told you it was fake yeah. news. Yeah. That's no you way that's would, the SEC not champion. Your mind, would you have? And I would have said, oh, yeah, Randy Shannon's coaching them. And uh, Jimbo Fisher's headed to Texas a and <laughs> I'd be like, what was in those brownies that you ate? That's yes. what I would be asking. You would not have. You would have bet... All the money in the world that against that was everything, not true. Yeah. yeah, against everything you just said. That's so funny. I will say that I did have Miami in the ACC title game. Except, mm-hmm. I think we both did. Except, I think we both have Florida State there. Yeah, we Which, did. Yeah, should never bet on against Dabo. <sighs> Freaking Ohio State. Watch them get in the sneaky little school that always finds a way. And they're like just kind of sitting there waiting outside, and, and while the bouncer's not looking, they're just gonna whoop and just slip in the shoulder there. and goes on the other side. Yeah, having a five and sneak in. You're like the underage kid at a bar. Gosh, 
Or they're just standing outside and they ask you, hey, can you, mister, can you go in and buy me a pack of cigarettes or can you buy me a, a Zima? <laughs> a Zima? So yes. they're at Tech? There's Georgia Tech for the night. Georgia <laughs> Tech, man. A uh, six pack of Zima and a, and and a hot tub. You have a wild night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, man, you got anything else? Something different. Gosh. <laughs> Remember that? You ever drink Zima? Uh, I have sipped I, it. I, I was in high school. Yeah, I was in college, but I had. What? Well, yeah. Um, it's Yeesh. Yeesh. even then at that young age, you guys knew Yeesh. this is not a drink for adult men. No, no, men should not. This is like it's like spiked Sprite is what it was like. Spiked Sprite. I hope my kids never hear this. Uh, Ooh, we love Sprite. What a Sprite. Yes. Yes. And a spike, and start ordering at a restaurant. Can I have a spike sprite? Oh, we don't have spike sprite. Zima? Yeah. <laughs> My dad told me it was like spike sprite. Do they even sell Zima anymore? I, at your probably somewhere. There's got to be a market for it. They probably have like a small rabid cult fan base, you know? Uh, yeah, it would. it's probably in... Um, hang on. I, I, I know where I've seen Zima. Cleveland, Tennessee. Cleveland, Tennessee. And then maybe again in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And Murfreesboro has expanded a little bit, so they've probably moved past that. Past Zima. Yeah. Cleveland wouldn't surprise me. Okay, yeah. Maybe Chattanooga. Maybe. Anyways, a little Zima Zima detour there. Maybe we can get Zima to, uh, you can't even call it a beer. It's not a beer. Maybe we can get Zima to sponsor. Zima. Zion returns to the show. What? Re-released. Popular, popular 90s clear malt beverage. Zima. Are you kidding me? Ladies limited, and gentlemen. Limited release. The malt beverage. Something different. There we go. Yeah. It was something different. So anyway, there you have it. Zima back on shelves for a limited time. Limited release for Zima. That was June 13th. Why does the the promotional picture have it was with the thing of Jolly Rancher? Is you, that a thing? Yeah, you used to put you would put a Jolly Rancher in the Zima and it would become even more flavorful, flavored. Mm. I've heard of Jolly Ranchers going into beverages before, but it was a different kind of beverage, mm. not Zima. Interesting. So, anyways. <sighs> Big weekend in college sports. It all gets kicked off on Friday night with the Pac-10 championship. Mm-hmm. All day on Saturday, everything will be, well, everything and nothing will be cleared up, especially if uh, Ohio State and uh, TCU win. Yeah, then you still got to wait for the committee, huh? Yeah. Is that coming out Sunday? Yeah, I think it's Tuesday. Or is it Tuesday? Tuesday? I, it might be Sunday this time. Might think. might not be. Uh, so we will see about that. By next program, Tennessee will have... Uh, retracted about seven more contracts, so we're looking forward to seeing that. The over/under on the the final number of coaches that turn them down. If it's fifteen, what are you taking? Okay, under. if it's fourteen and a half, Ooh, I'm taking the under. under. I think once you get to thirteen, it's lucky. They're already at thirteen. No. <laughs> they were twelve, and then, um, and then, not. Well, was Brom thirteen or twelve? He might have been 12, and then Doran, if he turns him down, would be 13. Or maybe Brom was 13, actually. Hmm. I don't know if you count Lane. I guess they haven't offered it. But they're they're kind of being technical with, like, we didn't offer him. Well, yeah, you might not have had a – you don't send a written offer until you've agreed to an offer, right? right? So, yes, you might not have technically offered him. But you said, hey, can you come? please come coach us? <laughs> we need a coach. <laughs> You're going to start seeing, like, one of the Sarah McLaughlin – Animal shelter ads where it's like, you know, <laughs> soft music in the background and, and they, sad puppies. You're going to start seeing like Jared Garantano or, and, you know, Juwan Jennings trying to get back in. <laughs> and, uh, and, and some of those players just kind of, Trey Smith just sadly looking at the camera like, will you please be my coach? Be my coach for a dollar a day. <laughs> yes, for a dollar. You can be the head coach yeah. of Tennessee. All right. Well, guys, uh, Look, um, real quick. This is nothing but Eli Manning was benched for Geno Smith this week and and news that (laughs) 
to Giants Ben McAdoo, the man who's long had a pumpkin pie haircut, you know, just didn't look like a coach, and he's decided that Geno Smith gives him a better job than the guy with two Super Bowl rings. But anyways, that sort of NFL news that makes you go, huh? I Speaking of people who still have a job that I don't, can't understand how they still have a job, Ben McAdoo has got to be the guy who I don't understand how he still has a job. Nah, doesn't make any sense. Um, and why would you, yeah, anyhow. A guy who's eight, he, the streak of starts goes back to 2004, <coughs> 87 away from Brett Favre. And you're going to break it, not to see what the rookie Davis Webb can do, or the young guy, I don't know if he's a rookie. But because Geno Smith, we are, everybody knows what Geno Smith can and can't do. He can't quarterback in the National Football League, well, but they're going to let him play. So, anyways. it's I think that's to prove a point that he's we, the head coach, he's the man. and we give, I, We've give we given Eli grief before for looking constantly confused and everything, but that's just, that's just a shame, it's, crying well, shame. It is a crying shame. Eli deserves better than that. Yes, he does. Um, and like I told my coworkers at, at lunch, I was like, who is Eli throwing the ball to? You know, me. <laughs> Tavares King. <laughs> me, you, and, and. Who's he handing off to? Do you know? No, I don't. I know who it is. His his top running back is Orleans Darkwa. Who what? <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars character, doesn't it? Yes. Orleans Darkwa. Whoa. Can we look that up? Is that a real name? Yeah. You made that up. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Gallman's the backup. But yeah, Orleans Dark was his, his, his workhorse behind him, and he's throwing to... Evan Ingram has been a beast, at, but he's also dropped a lot of passes. Tavares King, a guy named Robert Lewis or Reggie Lewis or something Lewis. Um, yeah, he has nothing. No. And he has no mm. offensive line. No, he doesn't, does he? No. So he it's, hasn't for it's, a while. That's why he's always getting hit and just dropping the ball and... <laughs> Poor Eli. Anyways. I'm sure Archie will call McAdoo and get that all straightened out before it's all said and done. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's, that's a quick way to punch your, punch your ticket out of town up there with those New Yorkers. You still love Eli. Yes, they do. All right, is that all we got? That's all I got. Let's get out of here. It's late. Um, we are the role players. You can follow us on Twitter. Yeah, if you want to keep up with the Tennessee coaching search. Um, we'll break the we'll new break. updates just about every two and a half minutes with a coach that's turned them down. But uh, we'll try to stay on top of that. Yeah, it might be every six full, or seven minutes. Full time job. Thank you very, very much. So if you're not flying to airports to watch boosters and their families leave for vacation, <laughs> you're having to keep track of the offers and the rejections. Yeah, and yeah it's tough life. That's <laughs> so fun. We'll be back next week to recap. Mm-hmm. Playoff dis- committee decision and um, and look the picks, ahead and yeah. look ahead to the bowls busy bowl schedule. That'll be fun. Just hoping it's excitement like we kind of expect. You know, give us some good games. Give us who's Gus Johnson calling? It's got to be calling the. It's got to be Fox. So it's the Oklahoma game, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, because sometimes they do Big Ten, sometimes they do mm-hmm. Big Twelve. I don't know, but whatever game he's calling is going to be the best, the most exciting. He needs a website where he sends his schedule out. Maybe he has that, and maybe Fox has that. But we need, like, a Gus tracker. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Anyways. We'll, we'll get that figured out, and we will tweet out what... A lot of guys. Yeah. What, uh, what games... See? Uh, yeah. Big, Big 12. 10, Big 10. Yeah, so... We'll figure out what games uh, Gus is, is calling, and we'll make sure we tweet that out. you got to watch it. If Gus is calling it, it's going to be tight. Hell yeah. I, yeah, it's going to be down to the wire and an instant classic. Instant classic. That's all I got. All yeah, got. it's getting late. Y'all. All right. You guys have a great week. Enjoy the games this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.